It's day eight of our Sheltering in the Psalms, and tonight we consider Psalms 36 through 40. And if you remember from yesterday, Psalm 35 focused all of our attention on the righteous suffering. Well, 36 is going to shift our attention. 36 is going to shift our attention to the ways of the wicked. And 36 is going to draw a contrast between the wicked and the Lord. Look at what it says here. Transgression, speak to the wicked deep in his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found and out and hated. The words of his mouth are trouble and deceit. He has ceased to act wisely and do good. He plots trouble while on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not reject evil. And then look at what happens here. There's the contrast between them and the Lord. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast save you, uh, you save, O Lord. And then look at this in verse 7. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. And then Psalm 37, which, by the way, is one of my all-time personal favorite psalms. And the reason I think that it's one of my favorites is because in it we find a restatement of Psalms 1 and 2, and really a restatement of sort of the whole Psalter in condensed form. Look at what it says here. Fret not because of evildoers. Don't be anxious because of wrongdoers, for they'll soon fade like the grass and wither like green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land, befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in His way, over the man who carries out evil devices. And then verse 9, Those who wait for the Lord, they shall inherit the land. Better, verse 16, is the little that the righteous have than the abundance of many wicked. The arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. And then we skip over, or we go then from here to, uh, well, we skip over quite a bit, but I encourage you to just read uh, Psalm 37. Before we leave there, let me get to verse 34. Wait for the Lord, keep His way, and He will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. And then verse 39, The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in Him. There again, that theme refuge, sheltering in the Psalms, is exactly what we're doing. Now, Psalm 38 Psalm 38 seems to be an example of the very attitude that Psalm 37 warned about. Psalm 37, the attitude that God warns us about is to not or is fretting because of evildoers. We're told uh, to not fret because of evildoers. And Psalm 37 closes with a promise of God deliverance. That's what we just read in Psalm 37 verse 40. 
The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in them. And so then we come to Psalm 38. And Psalm 38 is David. He is uh, fretting because of evil doers. But look at the way, look at the way that Psalm 38 closes. Psalm 38 closes with this plea. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, be not far from me. And then it says this. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. There again, that personal aspect. So Psalm 37 closed with a promise of deliverance. Psalm 38 closes with a plea of deliverance. And right in between that is 38 and verse 15 that says, But for you, O Lord, do I wait. It is for you, O Lord my God, who will answer. So David, in the midst of his struggle, waits for God to answer him and is assured because of Psalm 37 that God will answer him. So Psalm 39. Psalm 39, David has the right perspective on his struggles. And in Psalm 39, the right perspective of the struggles is an eternal perspective. Look at what he says here. O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few handbreadths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. And then look at this in verse 7. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. So David has the right perspective uh, on his struggles. And the right perspective on his struggles are an eternal perspective. And in the midst of that eternal perspective, David's hope is totally in God. Then we come to Psalm 40. And here's where I really want us to see how beautifully these themes are laying themselves out before us as we consider these psalms. So in Psalm 40, we're going to celebrate the deliverance of God. But think about where we have been up to this point even now. We've been from the ways of the wicked in Psalm 36 to the encouragement to be grounded in God's truth in chapter 37 to fretting over evildoers in 38 to putting our struggles in an eternal perspective in verse 39. And now we come to Psalm 40 to celebrating the deliverance of God. Look at what it says. I waited patiently for the Lord. What did David say that he was going to do in chapter 38 and verse 15? But for you, O Lord, do I wait. It is you, O Lord, my God, who will answer. He is assured that God will answer. So let's see what happens in chapter 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock making my steps secure. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Verse 4. Verse 7. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. 
And there we learn probably the book that David is talking about is probably the first five books of Moses, the Pentateuch, where we learn in the Pentateuch that God delights in obedience more than he delights in sacrifice. The issue is not an issue of an outward obedience, but an inward uh, obedience to God, an inward determination to do God's will. And then in verse 16, may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God. So we go all the way to celebrating the deliverance of God. And here's my prayer for us this evening. May God cause these Psalms tonight in their completion from fretting to uh, celebrating all the way through. May these Psalms be our song tonight. <laughs> 